Welcome back, listeners. So great to have you join us for another episode. This episode, we have a guest speaker named Jennifer that is a close friend of Abby's that walked through a really difficult season. Many parents would call their worst nightmare. She's going to share about how it impacted her faith. And so it is our great honor to have Jennifer on with us. And without further ado, let's, let's get Jennifer on. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. Can you hear me okay? I can. Okay, yay. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for joining us, Jennifer. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Sally and Abby, for inviting me. Yeah. Well, we're doing a series on faith right now and exploring the elements of faith. And, of course, your story, you know, I've walked alongside you through a lot of it. You've touched my heart so many times with your faith, um, your incredible testimony. But for our listeners, um, Jen Wampler is our special guest tonight. And she um, she and her husband have a story of walking alongside their daughter, Elizabeth. Her, and I'm going to let her share her story. But we're, we're wanting to encourage you through this story. And it is a um, heart-wrenching story. But We want to encourage all of you who are also in struggles that sometimes, you know, in the struggles is when you find the greatest faith and the greatest um, opportunities to know the heart of God. So Jennifer, would you just tell us a little bit um, about your story? Just give us a kind of an idea of of what you have been through. Sure, absolutely. Um, So in 2016, um, my youngest daughter at that time, uh, Lizzie, we called her, her name was Elizabeth Joy. And um, she was just a normal fourth grader. Um, she was my third. And so she, around this around this time, actually, um, had kind of started complaining about some leg pain um, in her right leg. And her, you know, just, it was mostly growing pain. So it would be at night when I would go to tuck her in. And being my third, I had kind of walked this before with my oldest daughter around the same time, fourth grade would go to bed kind of complaining about leg pain and she was a little bit more demanding and so I had actually even taken her to an orthopedic doctor and they did x-rays and it was nothing it was just growing pain so I kind of felt like these were the same kind of symptoms and then um, things kind of progressed and um, it was in November that she was she fell wrestling with my uh, middle child my son Daniel and um, they'd just been playing and she fell on her leg and let out this scream that just was a type of scream if you're a mom you know you get out of your chair you go and uh, see what's what's happening and that alerted us that there was something more going on in her leg than we maybe thought were growing pain. So we took her to the pediatrician shortly thereafter. And he um, was a great doctor. And just even though I couldn't see anything in her leg, he felt like, let's uh, let's go get some x-rays. So we did that day. And uh, I'll never forget. Like I just, you know, it was kind of like it was in the middle of my day. You know how it is. You take your kids out of school for a doctor's appointment. Kind of inconvenient. Um, you know, you've got your list of things to do. And then the doctor came in after looking at the x-ray and he just said, um, I see something. And uh, there was a dark mass in her leg. And um, it could be two things. He said it could be a bone infection or it could be cancer. And um, 
those are the words that I don't think any parent ever wants to hear. So next came the MRI and um, it was, you know, concluded that it was cancer. They didn't know what kind of cancer it was. And then shortly thereafter, um, we got the diagnosis the day before Thanksgiving in 2016 that my daughter was diagnosed with osteosarcoma. Hmm. And um, so that was our journey. um, And we walked that journey with with Lizzie, um, her first, we, she was a patient at St. Jude, um, children's research hospital in Memphis. And, um, yeah, I think, I think you invited me here to share how my faith kind of carried me through that journey. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I was going to ask you, cause I know that this is not, you know, unfortunately cancer, childhood cancer is something that a lot of unfortunately parents are faced with. And I know that you have done a lot of things, but how, how did your faith when you were, when you heard that diagnosis and you started your journey and you walked into such a, like a place like St. Jude that where there's so many other people like you facing this horrible beast of cancer, how did that, how did that really impact you? I mean, what did that look like for you? Yeah. Um, it probably was the hardest journey I had ever gone through it felt like the rug had just literally been pulled out from under your feet and you just you're doing your best to keep standing and stay strong of course for your your children and most most importantly for Lizzie um to back up a little bit um at that point I'd been you know a Christian for quite a while both my husband and I and we both have um you know, pretty uh, special stories of how we came to know the Lord. And I think that really was our foundation of how we made it through that horrible time with Lizzie, um, because I knew what my life had been like without the Lord. Um, I know all the good things he had done for me, healed me of in the past, you know, past childhood hurts. Um, And he had been a very powerful he made a powerful impact in my life already. And so I kept reflecting back in those moments and those days and those months and weeks with Lizzie, um, that he was with me, even if I didn't feel like he was at times. Um, and I didn't know how he was going to help me. I just knew he was, and I just knew, you know, his goodness and his faithfulness would be there because of my past experience with him. So thankfully I had that, you know, I don't, I don't know. I know God's grace would be there for people who don't have that relationship with him. Um, but thankfully that's what I had to fall back on because, um, I think it, it, I don't know how I would have made it through without knowing and trusting that he was good, even when things were not going in the direction that I, my neither my husband or I had would ever want to go that's so good because it reminds me of something I think Priscilla Shire said one time she said even when you don't understand the activity of God you can trust in the character of God and I think for so many um in hard times and in hard seasons in the middle of a fight it is really going back i mean god instructed the israelites over and over again to remember to recite it to their children to talk about his goodness to remind them of when he brought them out of situations and how he delivered them because it is hard when you don't understand what's happening around you and i watched you guys as a friend we had been friends long before this happened and you know, Lizzie was always close to my heart because of my own personal story. And I didn't, my third pregnancy did not, um, 
did not end well. And so she was kind of like my little, you know, blessing that I got to watch because she was right there with, we were right there together. And, um, and so I remember just standing in full faith for her complete recovery. And, and that was the burden of my heart. That's what I declared. That's what I prayed. And I was one of many, many, you guys are very well loved and had a great support system all across the country. But when she did um, get her healing through passing on to heaven on March 15th in 2018, how did the disappointment of things not going the way that you thought they were going to, to happen where was your faith then? What do you feel like um, was the biggest part of that? Because that, mm-hmm. to me, as a parent, that's your worst nightmare. Absolutely. Um, you know, the grieving process had started started the moment, um, you know, she was diagnosed. And then so many things just started to become taken away from her, taken away from us, you know, classroom parties, you know, her normal childhood, um, you know, I remembered and and I'm going to my point of what you've just asked me, but I'm kind of backing up to where the grief started oh, and, yeah, yeah. and where the, you know, where you just, um, yeah. So I remember, you know, just things were st- starting to be taken from her and like her hair, you know, that's something we're familiar with, with cancer. But I remember, um, I loved my, <laughs> I love my little girl's hair. She had beautiful blonde hair mm-hmm. and that was really a hard moment for me when she started to lose her hair. And my husband was the one with her at that time when he, when we realized we had to shave her hair because it just was getting so brittle and would just not, you couldn't even brush it anymore. And so, um, I remember sitting at our house because he would, we would take turns driving back and forth to St. Jude in Memphis. We lived in Columbia, Missouri. And, and so it was his time to be with her. I was with my other kids back home and I just sat on the kitchen floor and I was, I had one of her robes and I would just, I was just trying my hardest to try to find one of her blonde long pieces of hair and just wanted to stare at it. And so those, that grief and, and of course we were believing for her healing, you know, we, um, which was why we started her Facebook uh, page um, because we, we believed in the power of prayer. We believe that God is good, that God had you know, created so many miracles through the life of Jesus and and the wonderful things that Jesus did teach us. And we knew, you know, God had given us uh, doctors. He'd he'd given us medicine. And, um, you know, so we we felt like we were doing all the things we could do as a parent. You know, we were um, adding our faith to her. Um, We would have, you know, people had sent us. um, So we created her Facebook page to share her journey to create more prayers for her, for Mm -hmm. her healing. Mm -hmm. And it was an easy way for us to just write something down and have a bunch of people be able to read it at one time and and know what was going on. So it was a great tool. Um, Mm -hmm. But we had people sending an anointing uh, cloth, which if, you know, you're listening to this, not quite familiar with that. It's something in the Bible that, um, was just a way for people to transfer uh, healing and, and will transfer their faith, something tangible. And mm-hmm. so we had people that would pray over these handkerchiefs. And, um, you know, in the book of Acts, they, they talked about, you know, handkerchiefs that would heal the sick. And mm-hmm. we believed in all of that. That's still true today. Um, you know, God is the same that he, he was, you know, back in the book of Acts. He's the same wonderful Amen. God. So we knew that was very capable that, you know, I, I kind of 
in the journey honestly thought well this is this sorrow we had gone through some sickness with my husband uh just a couple years prior to this um and so we felt like this is just a part of her story you know this is a horrible experience but we're learning so much about this world of pediatric cancer that we didn't know existed so we thought well we're here for a reason mm-hmm. um we're we're going to come out of this like she's going to be healed and she's going to have such a powerful s- story and I already knew, I mean, obviously every mother thinks their child is just amazing and brave Mm -hmm. and and all the Mm -hmm. good things. And so I thought, you know, she's just really, she's a brave girl. She's had, she's naturally had a faith in Jesus. Um, This is just part of her testimony. It's horrible. I hate what she's going through, but my gosh, she's going to have a scar. She's going to have a story. She's going to have a testimony. Mm -hmm. So that's where our faith was always headed. And and you know we'd get bumps in the road but really we were just like this is just it's a very uncomfortable season we're going to get through this you know we met so many wonderful people along the journey and god was so faithful to her and and really used her faith in a wonderful way that i felt like he was sharing her story but then things just started to go down a path we didn't know quite you know what was going to happen there and so um you know, we had to, I remember when the shift came and we, we'd been praying for a miracle. We'd been praying for her healing and doing all the natural things in our ability, the medical things in our ability and the supernatural things we could do. And, and then it's just like, what is our faith? Our faith ultimately is that there's more to this world than what we see. Our faith is in a living God. Our faith is in, he really does not want us to be alone. He really did send his son to die for our sins so that we could come in his presence and live eternally with him. That was our faith. And that is what we had to really start just focusing on that element, not in the here and now. All the scripture that I had, you know, stood on was, you know, like, I would believe that God would show me the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I believed in all of those scriptures, and that's so true. But I started to have to share with Lizzie when the doctor finally, you know, after they had done, you know, she had relapsed right before her no more chemo party, and we tried other um, chemo therapy and it, that wasn't working and it was just getting worse it was just she was doing radiation her hands were burning the side effects were just becoming so torturous that they're just it, it she was she was in agreement that there's she was done trying um any more medicine and so we just had to tell her you can just and she and she would always she she fought so hard and we finally just i just finally had to tell her lizzie you, you can rest now. Um, we're going to trust that, you know, your healing is going to happen and it's going to happen in heaven. And I remember she was, she was like, you know what you're asking me is a really hard thing. You're asking me to go somewhere where you aren't going to be, but you're, and you've never been, but you're asking Mm -hmm. me to go there. And that's a really hard thing. And she wasn't crying about it. She was just like, you realize, you know, it's like, we've been asking her to do all these hard things prior, you know, you're Mm going to have surgery, you're going to have this done to you, you're going to have all take this yucky medicine, you're going to feel gross, you're going to all for 15 months. And now, you know, she just was like, wow, this is another thing you're asking me to do, but she was okay with that. And that just started to become our faith was just, okay, God, um, you're going to take her 
and we're going to see her again one day and that's where our faith lies and um you know and she i got to be you know with her you know towards the last days um she was at, at home in hospice and she had the oxygen tube and everything and oxygen machine and and i remember one night she was sitting up i was sleeping with her and she sat up and and she was kind of moving her hands to her mouth and i said what are you doing and she said She's like, did I miss it? And I said, did you miss what? She's like, did I miss communion? She's like, they're they're serving communion. And I was like, wow. 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 I mean, it was just a very holy moment. And, yeah. um, you know, and, and God just really, he did not waste her life. Um, I truly believe she had, you know, just a gift of faith. She mm-hmm. had whatever God put in her. She had joy too. That that was she the thing did. that always like that was her middle name. And I just remember thinking that child could not have been named any better because, you know, Elizabeth is Grace. I, I believe it, mm-hmm. it's a dear, you know, and then Joy. And she was she was so graceful and she was so full of joy. And for the ten years that she walked this earth, she left such an impact. And even in the end, I remember even you know at there toward the end when you guys went to. Um, Walt Disney World and Mm -hmm. um, with her her dream and um, she was looking for ways to minister to other people looking for ways to bless other people and you know her she never ever um, she never portrayed any fear it was it was always Mm -hmm. this and I just remember thinking there is a wisdom on her there is a peace on her that supersedes her age you know because she she just was so incredible and so in that Facebook group that you started just you know to be able to update and everything to Lizzie's walk Mm -hmm. of faith it became your um eventually it became your your foundation which is has been going on for is it six years now five years so Um, five yeah she passed away in 2018 and I love what you said about um, she just became, I I feel like she kind of became this old soul, you know, and I feel like it's, I really believe a lot of it is because of the suffering she started to endure. She was just exposing, being exposed to things that most adults don't even have to go through. And so um, right before you called me um, to kind of, I just wanted to get in a place of, you know, I really took this um, as an honor to be on your podcast because I know there's some precious uh, people listening and, um, Mm -hmm. and I just, if I could just be a small part of their faith journey, um, through this podcast, I was listening to one of Lizzie's favorite songs to just get me in the right heart of worship and sharing, but it was, uh, Carrie Job's song, um, the garden. And I would catch Lizzie. We actually have a recording. St. Jude has a wonderful music therapy. Um, they would have a music therapist come and, and, they taught Lizzie to play the ukulele and she they recorded three songs Beautiful. and one of the songs she sang she chose to sing was Carrie Job's um, um, The Garden mm-hmm. and you know that song um, just really captured what you were saying like she just she saw a place and in that song it just kind of basically you know hope came to her and that you know she trusted that God had planned what she was going through his faithfulness would be there and he would heal her broken soul and she realized she she was broken um we all are broken and uh you know she she did pass away in my arms and uh i'll never forget the moment it was a precious 
moment. And uh, we, we did have such a wonderful support. Abby, you were an amazing support. You would, you were a wonderful, faithful friend who would check in at the right times and just be there. And so that's, that's why I know you asked about the foundation. We started mm-hmm. it shortly after she passed away because we felt like we, God had been so faithful to us. And we met so many families that, that didn't have that kind of support. They didn't have maybe the mm-hmm. family and the friends that could kind of financially help them. We, you know, I quit my job. My husband went to part-time, lost all his benefits and, you know, but we did not go without. Um, We had people that started a a med share, which is kind of like GoFundMe. And I think they raised up to $30,000 and, you know, God was very faithful to us. And so we wanted to give back. We felt like we were on this journey with Lizzie and this momentum. We just felt like we were being carried to keep going is the best way I can explain it. It's like we just, she passed away and, you know, as much as we were grieving, it just felt really good to kind of just keep going and have something to do. And so we've just, uh, we started the foundation. We do our big fundraiser is a 5k in September. We do it every, every September because it's pediatric cancer awareness month. And we do, um, we have virtual runners that participate all across the country and we've been able to raise money for and bring awareness for pediatric cancer. And so we've, we've given back to St. Jude over $100,000. Wow. And we've been able to um, give to families. At least we've given at least 30000 to families and um, I, I believe 50000 uh, to osteosarcoma research because we wanted to focus on the specific cancer that our daughter faced. And and I say this honestly, and I know you know this, with all humility and in, in, in the fact that I could not do this on my own, I, it's... You know, it's because they're such kind, good people and we just share her story and we share that, you know, there's more to be done. Um, And we and we try to let the the foundation. We also want it to point people to Jesus. I mean, we don't have to become, you know, religious when people we're talking to people or whatever like that. We just, you know, we had one gentleman who is a part of our race who wasn't quite sure about the faith element. And he's like, I don't know if I want to do this because of the faith element. And I don't quite understand. And my husband just said, you know, when my nine year old little girl was suffering with cancer, it was her faith you know, that carried her through. And he said, mm-hmm. I, I get that. I can support that. So awesome. Well, you talked about a shift, you know, during this process, when you walked this out, you talked about a shift that happened where you had to say, okay, this outcome may not look like what I think it's going to. I want her here on earth and I want her full healing and restoration, but evidently God must have another plan. And so you began preparing your daughter and as well as your own heart for what, for trusting whatever the outcome was. And I just remember, you know, traveling to Missouri for the funeral and the a celebration of her life and then coming back and just the kids and I just worshiping and and I remember even at the at the celebration you guys were able to throw up your hands and say he's a good father and it was like I could see a shift happening in you and then it was not too long after that you announced on the Facebook group that you were going to be doing a foundation you know that was also part of Lizzie's great faith and joy um, mm-hmm. when she passed she asked for parts of her tumor to be taken for yes. research and it was like the supernatural vision that she even had that mm-hmm. this isn't the end of my story 
story. I'm going to go on and hear. And, and in that way, she impacted even earth as well as her eternity in heaven. And so, you know, we all have struggles and torments and things that happen. Absolutely. They're not all as life and death, but they are real for us. They can be financial, physical. And so I think there's a lot of wisdom in your story. If we can sometimes adjust our, our vision, if we can sometimes mm -hmm lean into the shift that happens and really transfer you know instead of focusing on the disappointment yes we look down the road and maybe see what might could be good that comes out of it and this foundation has been wonderful for the families who are in the fight and for the research that you guys are supporting and i just want to ask you one final question mm -hmm. and, I, and i so thank you for bearing your heart and just sharing your story i know that's raw and and, and not easy but um if you were sitting here with us and there was someone here that you knew was just in the struggle of their life whether it be emotional physical um in a relationship financial whatever what would be one thing that you would say to them if they felt like their faith was just so small in 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 line with their their circumstances what would you say to them um to help encourage their faith and just to help them hang on oh i would i would just be honored um to just be in their presence and to just look them in the eye and just, you know, say, sweet girl, you know, I'm so sorry that you, um, you find yourself in that place of brokenness. And I can only tell you, I may not know exactly what um, you're going through, but I do know that I have been broken and and I do know that God is good and he is so faithful and sometimes it just it doesn't always work out the way we wanted it to but we really God is faithful and he will be faithful to you and so you just you know I would just encourage you to keep going you mm -hmm. know just keep going keep going do the do the right things the things that help you you know maybe put down the things that don't help that are hurting you mm -hmm. you know and only you would know what that, those things are um, because God's not trying to take things from you, but sometimes we do resort to unhealthy things. There was, you know, a time where, you know, I, I drank a little bit, probably too much at times, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm saying like, you know, two or three glasses, you know, wine when I didn't mm -hmm. need to. And I would ask myself like, why am I going to have this glass of wine? And it was to kind of escape the pain. So mm -hmm. I know there's those, those elements and, and not to be condemning in any form or fashion, but just to the person in front of me, if they were here and, and they were going through a hard time in their faith, it's like, it's okay. You're not going to stay mm -hmm. here forever. Your faith won't always be at this level. Um, but it just takes a little mustard, mustard seed. And I can yes. just honestly say that God will never leave you and he'll never forsake you. And I clung to the, the scripture when I knew, when I could tell that we were on the journey of her dying, I clung to the scripture, you know, God is near the brokenhearted yes. and, he, and blessed are those who mourn, you know, blessed are those who mourn because they will, they will be comforted. I mean, I just mm -hmm. knew that God will turn my, my, my ashes. He would turn them into beauty. He would take my mourning and he would turn into joy. And, and I know that he would do that for the person in front of me. Um, yes. and that, that is a promise you can stand on. And I don't sometimes know how, but somehow he does. He really, yes. honestly, I mean, I lost one of the most beautiful, precious souls in my life, both my husband and I, and 
I can tell you today that God is still good. He's not forsaken me and he's carried me through and I've gotten this far by his grace and he can do the same for anyone, absolutely anyone. And I love what you said there because I think that's the reason we have the example of the mustard feed is the mustard seed in the Bible is he is not um, angry with us when our when our faith is small and there's he's not going to hold that. I mean, even in the Bible, there's a story where Jesus asked the father if I can if I can heal her, you know, she, he was asking for healing and he said, help me. And the father just cried out, help me in my unbelief, help mm -hmm. me. And I think there are moments in all of our lives, the circumstances can be different for everyone um, where we really want in our heart to believe and we're just struggling with that unbelief. And so he's such a good father. He's such a good God that he isn't angered by that. So okay. I just want to encourage anyone that's heard this story. Um, I know it's wrecked me. I'm probably going to get off this podcast and ball my eyes out. But <laughs> I just want to encourage anyone that's heard this story that might be um, in the in this in this fight of mm -hmm. I want to believe I want I want to I want to have big faith but I'm just I don't understand and you can somehow trust and lean into what Jennifer has shared from her own journey that he we've been on the other side and and he is faithful and he will hold you and he's not angry at you and you can say help me in my unbelief god help me mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I want to trust you and he will prove himself trustworthy even in the hardest circumstances mm -hmm. so i just want to say thank you yeah absolutely Thank, Thank you, you so much for sharing your story. We appreciate yes. it. We And we just, I'm so encouraged by anyone that wants to look up uh, Lizzie's uh, Walk of Faith Foundation that's on Facebook and Instagram. They have a website. It's wonderful information. It's a great cause. But more than anything, Jen, I just want to applaud you and your husband for um, living out your faith, for putting legs under your faith, um, for it being more than just words, but it actually be a way to honor the memory of your daughter, but also to draw others to Christ with a tangible um, earthly presence of love and blessing. You guys have done so much through this journey to bless others. And so we just bless you and thank you so much. Oh, well, thank you. This was a wonderful opportunity. I believe in what you're doing and I listen to your podcasts and when I get oh, ready and, um, <laughs> and it's so encouraging and I know you're, you're making a difference and I'm, I believe with you that the right people um, will get a hold of your podcast and you know, God will watch over his words and, you know, the seeds will grow and your, you know, faith will be shared. And it's a wonderful ministry that you're, you're both doing. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you Absolutely. so much. Have a good day. Thank you. Well, listeners, that is a wrap. I'm so honored, like I said, to have had Jennifer on air with us. What a powerful story. Uh, to be able to see light in the midst of such darkness, such a gift, such a testimony of such strong faith. We are going to have a link in the podcast description to Lizzie's Foundation and also on um, our Facebook and social media post. There will be a link there if you're interested in the foundation and figuring out more. If you're a lady we've encountered in the clubs and you need help, you need resources, please feel free to reach out to us. Please make the need known so that we can help bless you, get you further along on your journey. That's what we're here for. That's what we're all about. We love you. Jesus loves you. And we hope that you'll listen in next time.